0: Hello, and welcome to the Monthly Comics Spotlight on the Comic Book Page Podcast. My name is John Mann. In this episode, we'll be discussing recently released comics. One from DC, one from Marvel, and at least one other. As always, we'll keep major spoilers to a minimum, but we'll discuss general plot points and storylines of the comics we review. In this monthly comic spotlight, I am joined by James, and we're going to discuss some of the comics we got in the last three weeks of June 2022. James, how are you doing tonight? I am doing well. How are you doing, John? I am doing well. Now, this is uh, first recording back from a little bit of a break from us. We recorded the first two weeks of June back on June 21st. We're recording this on August 30th. So, if I have a couple of comments on how I'd, like, lost the thread of various stories... I didn't do the reading in the meanwhile. I I read them just recently, so that would be why.
1: Yeah, and my memory is going back two months, and we all
0: know how bad that is, so good luck to me. (laughs) (laughs) The breakdown for me this time was kind of interesting for these three weeks. Okay. 13 comics from DC and the other publishers, and 25 from Marvel. Yeah, I had a lot more Marvel
1: stuff, too. I don't know if it's because they're shipping more or I've cut more stuff from DC, but yeah, definitely... That second half, a lot less DC than Marvel.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I had one week I didn't have any DC. And I think some of it is just when Lunar's getting stuff distributed versus the other publisher or other distributors and stuff. I, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I honestly stopped even messaging Eric
1: and stuff because sometimes, you know, around the end of the month, I'm like, oh, why is the catalog not been shipped? You know, we have the previous spotlight coming up, but with three different publishers, forget it. They, they can't sync up and who knows when the boxes are coming.
0: I mean, Diamond had their rhythm and stuff, and then when uh, DC and Lunar started doing stuff, oh, we're releasing on Tuesdays versus Wednesdays, it may not seem like a big deal, but when the Tuesday's in one month and the Wednesday's in the next, that kind of throws things off. Yeah. I've had some cases where when I'm looking at the catalogs, I forget if it's the DC or the Marvel one or whatever, but it's like, you've got stuff in here that's not in the order form, you've got stuff in the order form that's not in the catalog, I'm confused. Me too. I, I've been ordering sometimes just based on what I think I like because I'm
1: looking and I'm like, this doesn't match at all. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Yeah.
0: Well, and for me, one of the things that's also furthered the confusion on the ordering stuff is I've actually had one or two things arrive because I got my orders in on time, but I hadn't updated my spreadsheet and done all the other bookkeeping I usually do. So I had one or two things arrive that I hadn't even put into my here's what I'm expecting in the pipeline thing. Yeah, that was, that was kind of funny. I noticed that on your video. That was interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've, I've I've tried to catch up on some of my bookkeeping. Cool. Shall we dive into DC? Yeah, there was something I really liked, but you can go first with what you liked. Well, I'm gonna not surprise anyone. I Nightwing. I knew you liked Nightwing. <laughs> it was a great cover. It was a, a fun issue. One thing that just stood out to me, and it was it it, it doesn't matter at all to the story. I just. I took note of it, and it was just a little hilarious and kind of kind of interesting. He had a jacket on over his costume in the design of his costume while he was riding the motorcycle.
1: Oh yeah, I did. I don't remember that, but
0: cool. And it's like okay, a little extra, you know, protection and stuff. Drive safe, etc. You know, uh, interesting, subtle, easy to miss if you don't notice it. And I'm like, that's. I don't know if that was just Bruno Redondo thinking, "Hey, this would be a cool thing to do," or if I were Nightwing, I'd do this, or I don't know. It was it was fun nonetheless.
1: Yeah, I like this story. I remember it was about the Bloodhaven police mm-hmm. were trying to, you know, that free park and they were yeah. trying to make it look like something was happened. but it, it, I I liked it. I thought it was a terrific story. It was really good, but it, it was one uh, one level behind my number one book. This oh, month. what was your number one book? And, and I think it's only because of the change. Batman 125 with the new writer. <laughs> really? I really enjoyed it, and I think it's because I like Chip Zdarsky, and you got to realize my two Batman writers, my experience with Batman, has been like Tom King right into James Tynion. And neither one of those runs I think were stellar, at least from talking to other people. They're like, eh, they're not the best. And so even though Tynion was much better than King,
0: but I think uh, it started off very strong. I had a different opinion. You didn't like it? I didn't love it, that's for sure. I didn't think it was a solid start to the new run for me. Oh, some of the stuff with how they were using Tim Drake did not sit well with me. Oh, okay, yeah. The cryptic reveal at the end didn't work for me at all. I mean, the the art was fine, the story was decently told. I just wasn't overwhelmed by the story they chose to tell.
1: Yeah, that was it. I liked everything about this book except for the very ending, which I was like that that ending did not work for me. I li- I like the whole like the penguin, you know, and mm-hmm. the state and that robot that we get I can't remember his name for the life well, of me.
0: The Executor, all of that was in the backup story. That that was awesome in the backup. I loved all that. I actually just, thought the backup was probably better than the lead story. Yeah, the lead story, though, was pretty good. It was it, it was the same writer,
1: too. It was both Chip Zdarsky, yeah. with both of them. And I, I just liked in the Batman story, where Batman finally becomes Bruce and goes to an event. We don't have him, like... You know, broke or running from the law or any of the other nonsense that's been going on. It's more back to the basics for me. And then that backup Penguin story I thought was really clever, and it's written by Tiny and Two. Zadarsky. Or, or Zdarsky, sorry. It's the first time that I'm like, it meshes
0: because you have the same writer versus like a tack-on story that you didn't want. If they hadn't built it as a backup story, you could have sold me on the fact it was just a continuation of the lead. Yeah, I agree. And they actually probably could have intercut it with the main story and made it almost seamless. And 99% of the time that has not been the case, so oh yeah,
1: I think I was just so happy when I read it. I was like, oh, this is good. But Nightwing was still right up there.
0: <laughs> no, Nightwing, I think, was way better. For me, this is, again, not a great start for the new Batman stuff. The executor in the backup story I thought was interesting. The way the one guy chose to deal with him, it's like, okay, that makes sense. And then the twist for why, because Catwoman's in here, why she's remaining in the story. Unexpected, interesting I'm curious if that rationale is legit or a lie told by one of the characters or told to one of the characters. Yeah. But I was actually, like I said, more excited about the backup than the lead feature, and this may be one of the first backups that I actually really liked out of the modern uh, DC stuff.
1: Well, I'm not going to give you any spoilers, but I will say if you like the backup story, there's more stuff coming along the lines. So I I enjoyed future issues that I have read. Sorry.
0: (laughs) I have not read anything beyond June. I just haven't had the time.
1: Okay, so that wasn't too spoilery. I hope. Yeah, yeah. So, was there anything else that stood out to you? Because um, there's a few I had, but what, what, what's another good one for you?
0: There were a couple that were in the uh, solid, but not oh my god, uh, fables. I mean, we got fables uh, continuing and stuff, so that's great to have that back.
1: That's good. I liked it too. Did you like World's Finest,
0: Batman, Superman,
1: World's Finest number four? Did you not get that?
0: I I don't know that I did actually.
1: Or maybe it came I've got a... a
0: few things that, when DC was shipping a little off-sequence or whatever, I've gotten a few things that are a little lost in the shuffle. Oh, okay, and
1: maybe it got sent in one of your later shipments that you haven't opened yet.
0: I'm thinking that may be the case. I at least don't have it in my notes. Oh, okay. Well, I don't want to
1: spoil anything about it, but it gave me a retro feel. There was a nice fight for me, mm-hmm. and we get the magical antagonist. You know, going up against Superman, Batman, I'm not going to say anything more because I don't want to ruin it, but I did really did enjoy it.
0: Well, it's a solid creative team of Mark Wade and Dan Mora, so.
1: Yeah, it's good. I, I thought it for some reason, I swear, I thought it was going to be like a six-issue miniseries and then he was going to do another miniseries, but I think I just got issue like seven or eight that was on my order form. So I was like, oh, it's going to just keep going.
0: Awesome. Good to hear. I want more titles like that.
1: Yeah, me too, so I'm happy about that. Uh, one other one that I wanted to ask you about, Black Adam number one came out. Did you get that? I got that. What did you think of that? I should not have gotten that. I should, you should not. So maybe you didn't get World's Finest and you got Black Adam instead. Well, I, I ordered
0: both, but this was one that I, I I don't have a list of writers that I should just oh. pass on. Christopher Priest, you should pass on. <laughs> Priest is one of them. It was immediately obvious from the first page enough that I went back to the the cover. It's like, oh yeah, it's Priest. And no disrespect to him, he is not a bad writer. It's just that he has such a stylized storytelling approach that it is is cliche, and it just it shouts at me that oh, this is a priest book, and gets in the way of the story.
1: Yeah, Priest kind of drove me off of Vampirella. and when I read Black Adam, I was like, okay, it's it, it's good enough. It's 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 okay, but. It's that same confusing writing with the flashbacks and jumping around all over the place. The, the, the time frame keeps jumping here, there, here, there, Yeah. which is cool for a TV show when you have an hour, but in a comic when you have 20 pages, you start doing that jumping around, and I get to the next issue, and you're jumping around, and I'm lost at that point. I'm like,
0: what? what was going on? Where are we? I always find that to be a way to, that it feels like the writer is hiding that they don't have a strong enough story otherwise. Very
1: possible. So that that one is one that I'm honestly I was pr- I was thinking about seeing through the first arc, but I may just drop it at the next order form
0: because I I just haven't been enjoying it. I thought this was a mini series. Yeah, it's twelve issues. Oh, twelve issues. I was thinking six.
1: That's uh, a maxi series.
0: <laughs> well, not for me.
1: Yeah, I, I, I turned it into a mini series. I'm dropping it at the next order form. <laughs>
0: well, yeah. Ugh. What gets me is there's a, you know, what's happening to him sort of a a quandary, but the story takes place before the death of the Justice League, which implies Black Adam survives the story just fine.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and I I don't like the whole, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's almost like a replacement thing that happens in there.
0: Yeah, that I found interesting, but it makes no sense given, again, we know Black Adam has to be fine to, to show up in the death of the Justice League which happens after this. Exactly. So I'm
1: like, they've already shown their hand. This doesn't happen. And I, I, I'm just like, what's the point of coming out with a comic like this? I, I'm just thinking. Well, Black Adam's going to be in a movie, right? That's the point of putting out the comic. But is the Black Adam going to be a, this other thing? No. Not the thing? No. Exactly. So I'm like, why are we doing this? <laughs> it's not going to mesh up and
0: it's to have a Black Adam story that they can sell in trade when the, the movie hits and the, the DVDs hit and stuff.
1: I guess. It's just Priest's writing is honestly starting to get to me. Anything that he writes, it's that jumping around, chopping it up. It's for TV, not working.
0: Well, it's even the grid with the, the text panel in the middle sort of a deal. Yeah, and I mean, Literally, I, I, I got two or three panels into it and I'm like, oh, this is a Christopher Priest story. And again, yep. some people may love him and I respect that. I just find his storytelling style too pronounced.
1: Yeah, I agree. So I'm with you there. So that's one I wanted to ask you about.
0: Now, are you still enjoying Duo? I am. I thought that was a lot of fun. It's, again, a different spin on the whole kind of Bloodshot, Firestorm, Dr. Mirage sort of characters and stuff. Yeah, And we got some strong characters. And I was surprised how much of the story is kind of internal to the characters.
1: Yes, very much so. This is, it seems very different than a lot of stories that, take this angle and this approach and so I'm enjoying it I think it's good and I think it's only a six issue mini and I hope they come back and revisit the property if they're going to write it this
0: well all along I hope they land the ending me too fingers crossed if they do I definitely think this is worth checking out it's it's a step above a lot of some of the other stuff out there
1: yeah I agree anything else you want to point out or if not there's a couple that I was going to point out but
0: there's a few and they're all kind of related okay We'll start with uh, Dark Crisis, Young Justice. Did you get that? I did. So the whole premise <laughs> is the Connor Kent Superboy, the Tim Drake Robin, and Impulse are missing. And yeah. uh, the Cassie Sandmark Wonder Girl, the fact I have to qualify each of these characters' names, that in and of itself says something. But the Cassie Sandmark Wonder Girl has to go, is going to find out what's going on. Nobody seems to care. What happened? And it's like, okay, I know that's the premise. We start at that funeral scene from the death of the Justice League. And I'm like, okay. They're there. When did they vanish? We hit a panel, and literally a sound effect of bloop, and they're gone. Yep. And I'm like, so they, the the writer literally just blooped them away to get the story rolling, and I'm like, seriously? Yeah. I I felt like the title didn't have much
1: really to do with Dark Crisis, with what's going on in there, and, and I had that feeling. I'm just like, what's going on? What's going on with this book? I, I Why am I reading this? Cash grab?
0: Yeah! And it's six issues, and
1: I haven't felt better in the future. I'll just
0: say that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's entertaining, if somewhat nonsensical. I'm going to yeah. ride it out, because at this point, I've probably got most of them in order. Me too. But that list of writers to avoid that I don't have, Megan Fitzmartin is is probably one of the other ones to get on that list.
1: Yeah, I've never heard of her. Uh, oh, I have. Okay, and uh, I... Remember I, the I, Tim
0: Drake story where he uh, was declared to be bi or whatever in... Oh, yeah. Which Batman title is it that I'm not getting? It doesn't narrow it down, does it? That's sad in and of itself.
1: There's fifty seven Batman titles, so I (laughs) I
0: But the anthology
1: one. Yes, I She wrote that. Oh, okay. Well yeah, this this is just as bad.
0: Yeah. Well, and she's writing the upcoming Tim Drake Robin series that I've already ordered an issue or two of. I don't think it's gonna stay on too long. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, she's on my list of to not read. (laughs) Well, and Tim Drake, uh, one of my favorite characters over at DC. It's a brilliant character. Yeah. that's So so there's that. Then there's uh, Dark Crisis. First off, Daniel Sampier, or however you pronounce his name. Yep. He's doing a good job on the art. He really is. I don't recognize him from anything, and I'm sure he's done other stuff. This issue, though, it was an okay read, even though there were one or two things that just make no sense if other things are actually in continuity, which apparently they're not because, well, they did this, but it just isn't as epic as the second issue of this sort of event. I mean, this is literally a crisis.
1: That's what I kept writing in here in my notes. I was like, it just doesn't seem like a crisis is going on. It doesn't, not at all. It doesn't seem like anything like massive is happening, and they they mention, they give lip service to, they say... Oh, apparently, you know, Earth Zero must die for the multiverse to come back. And I'm like, I thought we were in this infinite verse or whatever they called it, which is like more well, the than omniverse, one well, omniverse, more than one multiverse.
0: I'm I like, think what? it's a question of, does this world survive so the omniverse can survive? Does the omniverse go? I mean, they don't know where the hell they're going, and it's pretty clear.
1: Yeah. I was like, what? Are, why are they talking about the multiverse not being there? The thing is, we have more than one multiverse. Like, what? It's just confusing at this point.
0: Yes. I mean, Joshua Williamson's, again, not a bad writer, but he's not doing a great job on this title, and it it doesn't feel like a, a DC crisis the way it, I feel it ought to.
1: Well, you know what? You, you, what you said holds a lot of weight. He's not a bad writer. He he really isn't. He's written some indie stuff. He's written other stuff that I enjoy, but I don't feel like he's an architect yes. for, for the universe. I
0: was just thinking along those same lines. Architect was the word that came to my mind, too.
1: Yeah, he, he does not seem like the guy I would want to shape the future for the next 10 years of the the dc universe
0: or even maybe the next 10 months
1: yeah even the next 10 months (laughs) so it makes me a little bit sad because i'm like i'm just like this is weird doesn't make sense and it doesn't feel like a crisis is going on okay all right
0: (laughs) did you read flashpoint beyond number three i did i enjoyed that more i did too i thought that was a much better story jeff johns go figure and there were a couple of interesting reveals about the Flashpoint world that, that really surprised me. Like, okay. More than just Kal-El got launched out of Krypton. Oh, okay, yep. Yep. That was kind of cool. Apparently Krypton's maybe somehow going to invade, although I'm still a little curious how, because it looked like the planet blew up, so unless it's a bunch of toddlers invading, I don't know. But there were some just a ton of interesting stuff tossed out as ideas, you know, snapper car with a hero dial, things like that, yeah. that were just hinted at but not used or even dwelled on or anything. And it's looking like this is starting to possibly tie into the Dark Crisis stuff. That's what I put in here, too. I'm like, this book totally piqued my interest with those
1: little nuggets there. Mm -hmm. And then it's totally tying into Dark Crisis. But at the same time, I'm
0: not enjoying Dark Crisis as much. (laughs) This had all of the, hey, that's interesting stuff that Dark Crisis was lacking. Yeah. I'm like, Jeff Johns should have been writing the other book. (laughs) Jeff Johns is architect level. We know this.
1: Yep. Yep, and, and the good news is he is coming back on the other end of it because we're seeing more and more books coming out by him. Yeah, yeah. So fingers crossed, good things. But I, I thought this was a good flashpoint. Was a good read. I really enjoyed it. Yeah,
0: Flash was the other one that's kind of loosely tied into this. It's another Dark Crisis tie-in with the search for Barry Allen.
1: Yeah, they, they're running all over looking for him.
0: And for a title starring, in this case, like half a dozen or more speedsters, it was a slow start to the arc.
1: It really was. I was like, it was kind of like, ah, all right, we're 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 doing this. And I feel like they're just going to keep on doing this and drag it out all over the whole Dark Crisis thing. Probably. I was not overly impressed. Yeah. One other thing I was going to mention, Joker 15 came out. It was the final issue. It was okay. I felt like it was all set up just to have Bane's daughter be introduced into the DCU. Probably. That was the whole thing, and I don't think she'll be very popular six months from now, honestly. And then, Robin, did you, one other book that, that you didn't mention I wanted to ask you about was Robin number 15. I enjoyed the book. The issue, it was kind of in and out. It was a little bit slow at times, and we have some moments with Bruce and Talia and Damien. What
0: did you think of this? The whole island aspect and all that? So this was kind of wrapping up that arc and teasing the next. Yeah. We got what looked to be an interesting status quo change for Talia. Yep. Some decent character moments. But the whole status quo bit for Talia was really undercut by, I guess it was Detective Comics, which wrapped up the Riddler story, had a use of Talia that didn't sync up with what was going on with Robin and stuff. Yeah. Then, over in Detective, we get a backup feature, which felt very, like, it had cartoony art compared to the lead feature. So, just a bad mix of uh, uh, Ivan Rice versus somebody else. Ivan Rice, brilliant artist, person in the back, not bad, but different style. So, cartoony, and then a totally different use of Talia in the backup feature. And I'm like, wow, Talia's busy this week. <laughs> I wonder which of the three ways they're going to go. She's undecided right now. <laughs>
1: yeah, that was that's kind of weird.
0: And I, Joshua Williamson going back to Robin is is doing a fine job over there, but not a brilliant job.
1: Correct. It's not brilliant. It's just decent every month and month out. Decent. Yeah,
0: entertaining, but it's only got another issue or two before it turns into Batman versus Robin or something, or Robin versus Batman or whatever they're
1: doing. Something like that. Yeah, that's where I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: And for Detective, I felt that the Riddler story just sort of stopped versus ended. Yeah. I was not impressed with that.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. Just kind of stopped. And then everything else on my list was just kind of
0: like, eh, it's okay.
1: All right, whatever. Did you get Multiversity Teen Justice? I did not get that. How was that?
0: It was a gender swap, Teen Titans investigating the Church of Blood. It was okay, not great. It was. It felt by the numbers. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm glad I didn't read it. Yeah, yeah. It, alternate takes on characters can be really fun, and, and this this wasn't that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, noted. I will. Not, uh, I don't feel bad now that I did not purchase the book. <laughs> yeah, don't feel bad
0: about that at all. Anything else on DC or move over to Marvel?
1: Eh, let's move over to Marvel. Let me filter my list right now.
0: I had, let's see, 25 comics over the course of the month, or the three weeks, not even the full month. There were a couple that that definitely stood out. I felt Marvel had some some better things than DC this time. Definitely.
1: Yeah, I I would agree. I mean, Nightwing was really good. Yeah, what yeah. was the What was the one that you really liked? Because I I had one that I just loved, and it was a final
0: issue. I had three that really worked for me. Okay, I had three too. But go ahead, you give me yours. <laughs> Captain America: Sentinel of Liberty, number one. Yep, that would have been like an
1: A title, definitely.
0: Cautiously optimistic about that because I'm not overjoyed about the concept of Cap Shield being somebody else's symbol somehow but we'll see how this plays out yeah could still be a good story fantastic four number 44 very good yes epic level action this is the level of action and stuff that that dark crisis should be having i agree a lot of great moments the slot is definitely ending on a high note with this arc i agree so really enjoying that and then iron cat i thought was a fun issue picking up on some of the plot threads from the recent black cat series yeah that's what I put. It's, like, it's a Black Cat book. So if you
1: like McKay's Black Cat, this is where you want to read, Iron Cat.
0: They're definitely going through the series of miniseries to keep the property out there because it can't quite seem to establish your, a foothold as this ongoing title, but they've got good stuff here. Yeah, it's kind of disappointing because it's written
1: really well, but it just probably just doesn't have that audience. They have to keep relaunching, relaunching. But yeah. I think it's good, and they'll eventually package it into some kind of hardcover, and then it'll be one good read altogether. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you some other ones that I really enjoyed because you didn't mention them. I really loved the final issue of Maestro, World War M. This is or issue no, not, four, I'm not i I'm sorry, five. not the final one. The, the penultimate one. The penultimate one. <laughs> and uh, my notes on this, because I can't remember exactly what happened, I'm like, I sincerely love this series. Oh, this is, this is the one where we get the big whale behemoth. Yeah. Versus everyone. It was Maestro, Abomination, everyone. And you get Namor riding him like a horse. That was awesome, and I felt kind of bad for Abomination in the story, and it was an awesome. There's a team up in there. I just loved it.
0: It was a fun read, and again, I haven't read the final one, so I'm curious if how it ties into the original Future Imperfect storyline next issue. Peter David has really hit his stride with some of these, I don't want to call them retro miniseries. They kind of are, kind of aren't. Yeah. But I mean, the guy has been a solid writer for decades. He really has. And- he he doesn't get, I think, the credit and respect in the industry. I feel he should. He certainly doesn't get the work he should be. I, mean, I agree. he should be doing ongoing titles at any of the the major companies.
1: I'm just so happy to see him doing these little five issue miniseries revisiting his his yesteryear. You know the the black costume Spider-Man, yeah. you know, Hulk, yeah. and it's just a lot of fun. It's it's been enjoyable for me just seeing him relive all these moments.
0: Well, and they've paired him with a, a solid artist too. Oh, There's they have. a lot. Now, I did like two X-Men
1: books a lot. I liked Immortal X-Men number three and X-Men Red number three. Those were the two I liked the most. We got X-Men Red three and four, but I like three a little bit more than four.
0: But are are you liking Immortal X-Men or X-Men Red? Immortal X-Men, I thought that was a great issue. Me too. It focused on Destiny, her backstory, how it relates to Kakoa. Teased a couple of things. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, I thought it was terrific, and it's
1: like, you know what's going on with Mystique in the Futures there, mm-hmm. Magneto is off-world, uh, you know, in X-Men Red, so hope is on the council, there's all kinds of cool stuff happening here, and I just love it, love it. And speaking of which, over in X-Men Red, that's where you get Magneto, and you get all the politics of the Arako side, and I'm, I'm starting to really love this book, so you get to the politics of Mars, Aurora being challenged, Magneto going up against someone who's dare we say, more powerful than an Omega-level mutant.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And a really cool arena battle happens. It's just, I thought it was a lot of fun. I'll be honest, I liked 4 a lot
0: more than 3. Oh, okay, I like 4 too, though. <laughs> uh, 3, they made an interesting decision with Magneto. I guess yes. they were afraid they'd made him too soft or something like that. Yeah. But this whole bit of whatever's going on with Brand is just taking too long to play out. Correct.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: And then when we hit number four, I thought it was a much more interesting issue. It had a lot more plot and character-based than action and stuff, but it worked uh, really well. Yes,
1: and there is still one question that we both have, which I don't know if you remember, but how did Rock Slide get messed up his backup by dying in Otherworld? We'll never know.
0: (laughs) They just set that up as kind of one of the rules, but I thought they did some interesting stuff with the ramifications of that, and that's been... That was like a year ago or more. A year and a too. half ago. I was trying to think when X of Swords was.
1: Yeah, it's a while back. A yeah. year and a half was, sounds about right. <laughs> but I mean, it, 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 those two books are my favorite of the X books. I think they're just terrific. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good stuff. Amazing Spider-Man is getting a little long in the tooth with the what's going on with Peter for me. But I, I mean, I'm still enjoying it. I thought it was cool. There's an escape and you know, Tombstone is planned with the Rose and all that, but I don't want to give away too much, but I like the twist, but I'm.
0: what do you think of it? Yeah, it was a good twist. It was interesting. It was an okay issue, but I guess I'm still waiting for more than a tease on what happened between volumes. Yes.
1: Yeah. I, I, I want to know what's going on, and I'm saying that being ahead of you by a couple months.
0: I want to know it before I stop caring, and I yeah. don't know that that's going to happen.
1: Yeah. And, and if they don't ever address it, I'm going to be kind of upset at that point. Yeah i can understand that so i'll I'll be really not not even disappointed i'll be upset like why are we doing this Mm -hmm. the other things that i wanted to ask you about oh wait a minute the other mutant book that i did enjoy was new mutants number 26 i think was that the one the new writer on it at 26 i don't think so i can't remember maybe it was a 25 the writer switched i can't remember there was a switch in the writer and and um
0: I don't know, I, I had mixed feelings on this one. I liked how it was building on the whole Magic miniseries from the 1980s, because yes. I read that, I loved that, I thought it was great. This issue just felt very middle chaptery. is a little middle chaptery, but I, I think this was the second issue of the new
1: writer, if I'm not mistaken. And I Probably. could be lying, but I like this direction versus where we were
0: before. Fair enough, fair enough. That's where I am with it. Are, are you still enjoying She-Hulk? Not as much. I mean, it was an okay issue, it just didn't feel like a whole lot happened. That's what's happened with me. It, it, it tapered off just a tiny bit. Oh, and my God, I did not like that lack of reveal last page kind of teaser.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: You know, know staring exactly. into the cabin of, oh, it's them. It's who? Who? <laughs> exactly. It, it's like they, it's like, oh, I'll figure it out next month. It, it's like, I hate it when they do stuff like that. It's like, it's frustrating, but yeah. This is one that I don't know if the title is going to stay on my list. Yeah, I I think it'll stay stick around for a little while,
1: but I will say that Rainbow Rowell, with what she's written in the past, it's probably not going to work for me long term. Mm. So I could see after an arc or two, probably, all right, this is I'm done with this. But right now it's I'm still okay with it. I'm enjoying it a little bit. I like the fight club thing that they had going on. But I I feel like it's a very decompressed like she's trying to figure out where she wants to go and she doesn't really know.
0: Yeah, but at 3.99 a pop.
1: Yeah, I I don't want to sit around and wait for you to figure it out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They've had
0: time to get going, and they haven't.
1: Yeah, so those were like more of the highlights. I mean, there was something that came out that I know you didn't get, which I enjoyed, which was uh, Punisher War Journal Blitz. And Punisher War Journal, apparently they're going to come out with one a quarter, and it's a different writer than the main writer, which is Jason Aaron. And they kind of write a story that ties into what's going into Punisher. So it does tie in. But it's separate. So this war journal, it was kind of like aggressive, a good story. We see some a hit that's going on with some Ares supporters, mm-hmm. a to, you know, top guy, and then we see the hand and Frank and war stories from the past. It, it just it worked for me. It wasn't terrific, and it's that weird author writer that has like a Scandinavian name, like Grana Beck or whatever his name is. He's doing the
0: Jane Foster book.
1: oh okay. Yeah, I, I honestly can't say that guy's name.
0: Hell, I can't say half of the names. and <laughs> I'm just not good with names. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that Jane Foster writer, it's that guy. <laughs>
0: Funny. Yeah, so anything else? To- I want to talk about one, but to talk about it, I want to f- mention two others first. Okay. So Spider-Gwen, Gweniverse number three, which I thought, fun idea, and so-so execution, and the art's just a little too cartoony at times. Okay. And then what if Miles Morales number four, this time it was Miles as Thor. Just not an overly creative mashup of the two properties.
1: Yeah, it wasn't very good.
0: <laughs> so a little little disappointed by those. And then the one I want to talk about, and I want to use those to set the scene, is Variant. Or the right. Variants. I didn't get that, and I was so on the fence. How was that? Well, we've seen the story story before with Variants of the same character before. And well, again, currently with Miles Morales and the what if and the Spider-Gwen going stuff. This is a way more interesting version of it. It feels very much in continuity. We've got Gail Simone writing it. We've got Phil Noto on art. So a way better creative team. And it actually feels relevant to what's going on with Jessica. So everything that they could have and basically didn't do in the others, I feel they're doing right here. Yeah. Very cool. I just think its sales suffered because of the other two.
1: Ah, okay. Okay. I was so tempted to get that, and I didn't pull the trigger. And what happened, just so you know, I did my order when I got back from Peru, Mm -hmm. and I sent it in a day late because my computer was down. I got to tell you that story at the end (laughs) when I got home. So it went in a day late. But I start, I cut a few things, but on this next order form, I finally come to a decision I'm going to aggressively cut. So there's some of these things that are on my list that I'm like,
0: eh. I'm getting to that point, too. There are a couple of things that it's like, why am I still getting this?
1: Yeah, like it's weird. I'm almost feeling like that about Avengers because I've been getting it for 57 issues, and I feel like I haven't enjoyed one of them.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say Avengers is is one I think we've both been talking about. Of why are we still getting this for the entire time we've been doing the monthly comic spotlight, and even I think back into the weekly. Yeah. So I, I I need to get caught up on a couple of things, a little more on top of things, and then it may just be that I don't do a blind pass on previews anymore other than a few select titles like Astro City, Nightwing, and I don't know what else. And then everything else has to earn its way back on, and I just need to get a lot tighter on this.
1: Yeah, I got to get tighter with it. And I noticed, I go through and I do my little check system in the catalog, and I got my catalog, and I, I went through it the new the new stuff for, I guess, November that's coming out. And there were so many number ones in Image, and honestly, I think I skipped all of them. Yeah, I'm just like, there's nothing that I really have to read. I mean, I feel like in six months, nobody's going to remember this. It's yeah, like the, yeah. the, new, the new hot for this month and
0: forgotten quickly. And
1: I, I just, I'm tired of doing that, and I'm tired of the clutter.
0: <laughs> well, and just to harp on the Avengers for a moment. Yeah. 57 was another issue that basically ignored the modern Avengers, this time in favor of a World War II group of sort of secret invaders, sort of not. Yeah. It's like, if you don't even want to feature the Avengers and stuff, then don't write the Avengers.
1: It, yeah, it's like, what the hell is going on here? That's, that's what you felt like when you read this. What the hell is going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I I feel like I'm almost
0: out. Or, or I am out. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there. I just need to get a lot more selective on some of what I'm getting. And some of it's good. Some of it is just, do I need to keep reading it?
1: Yeah. It, and then there were some okay things that I had here. Okay, okay. And some of them may get cut. Some Marvel's cutting them for me because they're many miniseries. Like the yeah. Miles Morales, Silver Surfer, Rebirth's Gone.
0: Well, and there's a decision point coming up with Iron Man because it's going to start a new volume.
1: Yeah, do we need to get that? Yeah, because you, you, that's one that gets kind of weird and I, I don't feel like I need to read it.
0: I wish I could make my purchasing decisions after I've read the first two or three issues and do it retroactively. Me too. Oh my gosh, I be mean, heaven. Heaven! <laughs> a couple of titles that, yeah, just wouldn't have made the cut. Yeah,
1: I, I feel you. I, I hear you. I understand it. So,
0: anything else on Marvel? No, nah, I feel like that does it.
1: Let's go to the indie side, where this is where I'm going to be doing some big cuts too.
0: <laughs> well, I want to start with one uh, that that sort of ended and sort of didn't, and that's Aerosmith. Yeah, I mean, it was a good issue. I just I'm not sure if I'm going to pick up the next miniseries or not. I I'm with you there because it's just it's okay. I don't think I'll care or remember two years from now, or say twenty when it started. Yeah, however long it <laughs> exactly. I mean, the thing is, the next arc continues the story, and I'm enjoying the story, but it depends what else is coming out when it returns. I mean, Kurt Busiek, Carlos Pacheco, solid creative team. I like these guys. It's a, a World War One magic story that's not totally in my wheelhouse. It's just, it, it's not essential reading for me, even though it's good.
1: Yep, I feel the exact same way on that book. It's like, yeah, okay, it's cool. World War I, flying around holding on to dragons. I'm like, eh. I... I just feel like it's not something I, I really want to set aside time and money for. Yeah, yeah. And that, I, it's horrible to say, even though I love
0: curb music. Yeah, but I mean, we've got to be selective with what we get. Yeah. And we don't I, have to be, but I think we should be. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the me of like five years ago would be, who is this guy? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> did you read Seven Secrets number 18? I did. Was that the last one? That was the last one. Yeah, it was a
1: so-so ending. That's what I put. So-so ending, the book is done. That's literally my notes.
0: I thought it was a good ending, but I also think the series will read better in a single sitting than over the course of nearly two years.
1: I agree, because you almost get that losing interest thing with it being dragged out for so long.
0: Well, and again, I hadn't read comics in a while, so it was at least two months since the last issue I'd read, probably longer. That didn't help the story momentum.
1: Yeah, but that's off my list because it's gone.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: Anything else that you,
0: you did enjoy? Public Domain. That was one I added a little late in the game. Oh, I almost I almost bought that and I did. Well, how was it? Okay, the first word of dialogue was profanity. and I'm like, I'm not sure what that says about the story. <laughs> the first sign, I mean literal sign. It's like a sign in the scene by a staircase. And it said, no running unless it's important to the plot. And I'm like, that's a bit metatextual. And I'm like, I'm not sure what that says about the story either. But overall, I kind of liked it. It's about a guy and his kids, grown kids, but this guy created kind of the Superman-Batman type, who wildly successful movie character now, but he just created the comic version, so it's not like he gets any of the proceeds or whatnot, or even the recognition or any of that. And there was a, a reveal at the end that was kind of interesting. I want to see how this plays out. It's Chip Zdarsky. So yeah, I thought it was, was interesting. I almost pulled the trigger just based
1: on Chip Zdarsky, and I was in that moment where I'm like, I don't need to add any more independence because I've been cutting. Uh, well, thanks for letting me know. If it's worth it towards the end, let me know, for real. Keep me updated on that because I will pick up a trade of it. Okay.
0: At this point, yeah. it gets the benefit of the doubt so far.
1: All right. Cool, cool.
0: I'll I'll give you a few
1: things I did like because I have a lot that I kind of like got rid of. You know, uh, like there's things I already canceled on here. Town Called Terror canceled. Aerosmith, I'm not getting again. Deadly Class, I'm seeing it through to It's dying, kicking last breath, and I'll never do 50 or 60 issues of something that I lost interest in again. Uh, anyways, uh, there's a whole bunch I'm cutting. The ones I did like, do a Powerbomb number one, which is Daniel Warren Johnson. That is a new number one that I picked up. I am not a wrestling fan. It's a wrestling story, but I do like Daniel Warren Johnson a lot sometimes sometimes mm-hmm. which is weird a lot sometimes i've become more and more of a fan as i've read more of his stuff and it, 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 back in the 80s and 90s of wrestling but this is basically dealing with a woman who is a championship wrestler she's wrestling a dude for some reason you know normally it's like girl versus girl and guy versus guy but whatever i don't you know, I'm rolling with it a mishap happens she dies then the story comes completely flips because that's the tragedy i thought that was the the heroine you know the, mm-hmm. the protagonist and it's her daughter or, or i mean yeah uh, uh, it, it's growing up years later and wanting to get into the business and all this stuff and it's become a really cool story and spoiler even the next few issues are very cool so i've been enjoying it and it works for me good grim number two i thought was good i grim number one i really liked Uh, so far it's a solid title that's about a person who's a reaper you know reaping souls and loses her little uh i guess the scythe thing that she reaps with and anyways the cops saw her as a you know lose it and as a reaper and how did she die how did she end up in the afterlife the whole mystery ensues it's a lot of fun stuff around the story and for some reason it's very popular because you know as far as speculators go they've you know jacked up the price of this book and there's like 10 printings out and I didn't even know. I just picked it up on the solicits. Mm -hmm. Another one that I did enjoy and I'm pretty sure you picked up. Did you like the Joneses
0: number three? There was a lot of kind of the us versus them between people with and without powers and stuff. Yeah. And there was a part of this that it's like it it covered enough of the same ground as number two complete with a have a backyard barbecue and stuff like that sort of deal that I'm like did I already read this or not? So I thought that was a little clumsy in how they handled it, but I thought it was interesting and it's, it is probably how things would go down if, if something like the Reborn virus happened. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting stuff. I think it is worthy of being kind of part of the Reborn universe, unlike one or two other things like uh, Knighted. So I'm liking it. i still not sure where it's going to go.
1: Yeah, I agree. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed for the best for a good ending on this, but I've been enjoying it. I think it's good. and. I like how they have that family barbecue type thing going on and what's going to come of that. So I'm kind of excited.
0: I like it. I just think they needed an editing pass on this in light of how it kind of overlapped with the previous issue a little. Yeah, I agree. I I understand exactly what you mean. Now,
1: one that I'm reading that you're not reading is Noctera. It's up to number 11. Mm -hmm. It fell off a bit from the last issue, which was terrific. But you have the 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 bad guy, Blacktop Bill being Blacktop Bill with like like some betrayal going on there. You have these mega dark creatures out in the shadows that are on the move. And we need to bring light and darkness to solve the crisis. It can't just be one or the other. So mm-hmm. they're looking how to combine these things. You know, lo and behold, you know, like that was always the solution. And then the other one that I'm really, really enjoying, and there's another number one I'm gonna tell you about, but the one that I, th- I think is really good, yet it's so freaking weird, is what's the furthest place from here? Number seven, mm-hmm. these kids are in this weird world. We get some answers behind the weirdness that's going on, where the kids are alone, and you know what, where the kids are while they're in gangs, what happened to the adults, and where are, where they are. So we're starting to find all this stuff out, and the world is opening up, and I'm really enjoying the bizarre story that they're telling me. I think it's just terrific, and I don't know why I like it, but I do. Cool. <laughs> now, did you have anything else I didn't want to hog the spotlight?
0: Most of the other stuff I got was either the Power Rangers stuff, or the, I guess they're calling it the massive verse of Radiant Black, Radiant Red, Rogue Sun. Oh, yeah. And, and those three are ones that may not stay on my reading list much longer. Power Rangers is going to merge with Mighty Morphin, and go back to Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. One of the other ones I got was uh, Star Trek Mirror War Cisco. One shot, and it's like it was weird because it seemed to be a completely unessential part of Mirror War. It was set in that world and all that stuff, but it's like, why did they tell this story? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was just I was disappointed with that. It was a, I should have skipped it. Ah, uh, that makes sense. I mean,
1: uh, based on what you said, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah.
0: But I didn't get a whole lot in this area. Only thirteen comics. The only other things were Walking Dead Deluxe, We Ride Titans, Usagi Jimbo, Lone Goat and Kid. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I have a lot on this list that I've already canceled, and they're just kind of petering off, you know, still coming in. But one that I did want to point out, I had given it like the equivalent of like a B minus rating, Mm -hmm. but I liked it more the second issue that came out, which did not come out this month, but I'm going to point it out because I know I liked it more as it came out. There's a new book called Seven Sons Number 1, and I think it was Jay Lee who did it. And he used to do Namor art and stuff like that back in the 90s. -hmm. And it's kind of like a sacrilegious book. uh, Yeah, that's a great selling point. It's not, but well, yeah, I guess it is. Okay, it's very weird. And I put on here, I'll probably drop it, but after reading the second and third issues, no, I'm not dropping it, I'm keeping it. Mm -hmm. It's about the second coming of the Messiah, but there's not one Messiah, there's seven of them. And so there's seven sons that were born, many will die. And there's like a cult looking to see, trying to find out who is the real Messiah out of the seven that are, they call them, this sounds weird, the plural of Jesus, the Oh, jeez. I know it's, it's completely irreverent and it's just weird, but it's kind of cool because you get these people like that are put up on a pedestal and they're trying to figure out who's the good one. And, you know, later on as they start flushing them out. That's what makes the book good. You know, some one of them maybe likes to sneak out and party or do something, and some of them are really kind of good. And it, I think, it's just it's interesting and just so bizarre and something so different than anything else I'm reading that it's kind of hooked me a little
0: bit. <laughs> yeah, so it, very weird though. See, if I were going to do something like that, I would have it be about the third coming. Oh, the third coming. <laughs> and how I'm so is a little just kind of miffed in some way because nobody really paid attention to him the second time around.
1: That'd be hilarious.
0: <laughs> oh, now you want to talk to me? sorta. Of, not <laughs>
1: That'd be funny. Yeah, but I mean, those, those were kind of like the highlights because, you know, I don't want to harp on the things like eh, that are getting canceled. One of them that is literally has, I think, like one or two issues is Farmhand, And, you know, they're still writing it and it's written well. I still don't know what the hell's going on because the guy took like five or six years off. And I'm like, I don't remember what's happening in this book.
0: Yeah, that doesn't kill story momentum. It obliterates it.
1: Yeah, I'm just like, okay, done. Put this out the pasture. But for some reason, I I see it through to the end. In the future, I won't do that. I'm just not going to buy it anymore.
0: Yeah, there are a couple of things like that. If I'm really interested, maybe, but otherwise, it's like, if you can't be bothered to put it out, why should I bother to read it?
1: Yeah, it's an expensive hobby. It's a space hogging hobby. Yeah, it's a hobby I love. And what was weird is, because we weren't doing recordings all this time, you know, with stuff, I, I... in the interim, I read a ton of manga, and that's weird in its own right, but I, I've i enjoyed it quite a bit.
0: I read a lot of books. Some of them were, were some nonfiction stuff, but the fiction ones I read were either time travel or, in uh, quite a few cases, uh, superhero stories. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. And they were original universe, original superhero type stuff, not like DC Marvel type characters. Now, I, I say that, but at least in two cases, the lead character was essentially one of the Robins.
1: Ah, oh, so that's why you were asking on the Slack about those types of books.
0: I was wondering if anyone else has read them, what they've thought uh-huh. of them. Uh, now, granted, the the ones about the Robins are not the ones I put out there as an example for Sam. Okay. That one was uh, Wearing the Cape, which I've read all nine of, and I thought were were solid. All right, cool, cool. Some of these others, I mean, I'm in the middle of another series, not in the middle, of, in book one out of eight or nine, and I'm debating, do I go to book two or not? And it's just, as I was reading it, there were three individual plot lines that never really kind of intersected like, tangentially. I mean, they were all orbiting around one event. But I'm like, this feels so much like the first season of Heroes, and not in a good way, where it's like, you've got all these stories, they're introducing more characters, and it's like nothing is tying together. Yet, when at the end of the book, it's like, yeah, one of my inspirations was Heroes. It's like, yep, I saw that coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And it's like, okay... I got more out of the direction of where he's going from that end cap kind of thing than the book. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, if that's where you're going, it's like, I don't know.
1: <laughs> that's kind of funny.
0: So, but there's, there's some decent stuff out there. I just, since some of the, the superhero stories in the comics aren't always doing it for me, uh, I figured I'd try a couple in the, the prose format and see what see no, if that, that worked. W-
1: that makes sense. Like, I, I've come to the realization, I mean, I come to the realization over and over and I'm just accepting it on all fronts. You can't read all the comics. You can't read all the manga. You can't watch all the TV. You can't see all the movies. And so you just got to be more and more selective. And, you know, I'm just letting stuff pass me by. You know, they're like, oh, the new whatever TV series came out. And I, I for the oh, Paper Girls is out. I'm like, oh, that became a TV series. Didn't even know. It doesn't faze me. I'm just like, okay. it's
0: a why is it worth my time?
1: Yeah, I, I'm just like I don't feel like I have to read it just because I read the comic, and in the comics, I'm just like I don't have to get Avengers just because I've always gotten Avengers.
0: I'm and, still working on that myself.
1: It's hard. And I'm like, man, Jason Aaron, this sucks. <laughs> so, uh, all right, your Punisher's working for me. Your Avengers, uh, I might have to cut you. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. And, and it's tough because there's a lot of love there, and you know, I I love the Avengers, but creative change, we need that. <laughs>
0: Yeah. 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 I think for me, I'm, you know, I went a good while without reading any comics and didn't really miss it. And yeah. granted, I was you know, plowing through books at a fairly quick rate because I had my Kindle and was able to do that and stuff. So there are a number of these that I'm wondering, you know, they're OK, but are they enough for me to keep getting them? Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean, too, because it, and the thing is, I I don't want
1: to offend anyone. I love comics. I do. I do. When they're good comics. But I rem- I remember the feeling like I was reading my manga and I was kind of like really into a story and I was reading and I was like oh this is pretty good and I'm one of those people I don't like things to back up because I don't like have piles around you know it just stresses me out so I get my comics and it became it felt like an irritant an annoyance because now I got to stop reading the thing I want to read and I got to read this and I got to change that about me but that's how, who I am but I'm like man that, that they must not be that great if I almost see them as irritant. Because I want to read this other, thing. <laughs> it's just kind of as eye opening. I was like, "Wow, that's interesting."
0: Yeah, if it feels like a chore to to be reading them, then something's not right.
1: Yeah, and it, it, it was one of those weeks when you know it's like, oh, it's it's this one or that one. It's just like the motion going through the motion books, you know.
0: Well, and there's an aspect of the shared universe that I think, particularly at DC, they're really tripping up over. And there's some books like Nightwing where yeah, there's a shared universe, it plays into it, but. You don't lose anything if if you're not really following all that. Yep, it doesn't fly in the face of any of it or whatever. Whereas, like I was saying about Talia, two comics, three different directions for the character, and I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, and it, it, it feels like on the indie side, that's where I made a lot of cuts, and
1: it's not because it's not good material, and it's not because I don't care about the creators. It's because the majority of the indie series I'm seeing, it's the new hot wow popular. Look at this wow! And in two months, nobody's even reading that book nobody mentions
0: it it's just gone it's like in in sales and stuff what's the cost of getting a customer yeah it's almost the inverse of that of what's the cost of getting a product yeah it takes me a while to go find be it that fables that nightwing that astro city whatever and if that's going to take all that effort to to find something i like and then by the time i find it you know six months later it's over yeah it's like that's not a great investment in my time to, to go find the thing
1: yeah, and and I think back, and there's, there are a
0: few series here and there that I really loved. And then
1: there are some things I think back, and I'm like, oh, yeah, like, Jerry Dugan did write a book where it was in the future where privacy went away. Mm-hmm. Until this moment, I never thought about that book. I, ne- I literally just popped into my head. I was like, trying to think, what's a book that I thought was really cool and I never think of? And that popped into my head. We reviewed it. And I'm like, but I, if I would have missed it, I don't think it would have mattered. Yeah. And I hate to say that.
0: There's a lot of here today, go on tomorrow kind of titles. And well, I mean, look at the the ones we just talked about here and how many of them, be it Aerosmith or the Black Adam series, or I'm trying to think of other examples where two years from now, it's going to be, oh yeah, I guess they did publish that.
1: Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. and yeah, And that's where... I I almost, like, wish, like you said, we could read, like, two or three issues, go back and order. And I bet you we'd probably be getting, like, 10 or 15 comics. That's it. <laughs> if, that, if that was the case.
0: Yeah, if, if we could ever get to the point where an AI could kind of do an imprint of our brain and have it pre-read the stuff and pick the things we'll like, and then we can actually enjoy them or something. Be
1: like, this is amazing.
0: <laughs> you know? And then we'd find out how mercurial we are if... You know, if I always like it, it's like okay, I'm pretty consistent. If half the time I don't, it's like, well, I I'm all over the place.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That that that's kind of where where my headspace is right now. I'm kind of like weird, and I'm like, you know, my wife's like, oh, She Hulk came out.
0: I'm like, oh, we'll get to it when we get to it. <laughs> it's just where I am.
1: There's just too much
0: stuff. I've got a pile of of TV shows to go through at some point, and trying to f- figure all that part out of when I'll have the time to to do that. Yeah. Yet there's some stuff. It's like you know. I liked it enough, I want to go back and, and re-experience it. Yeah. You know, again, I'm doing the Legion Spotlights and really enjoying that. More so than a lot of current comics, so.
1: No, that makes sense. And actually, I was listening, I'm so far behind on podcasts, I was just listening to you and Eric reading The Eternals. Mm. And it made me think, man, maybe I should read The Eternals, because, like, the current Eternals kind of sucks. And uh, I hate to say it, but that's how I feel. Like, Karen Gillen, it's just so dense and the black boxes with the blue text that I, I was like, I really don't like this. But, you know, hopefully th- I could read that. and Maybe that'll make it make sense and or I'll enjoy that more. Who knows?
0: Yeah. yeah. Maybe
1: I'll hate it. I don't know. <laughs> well, there's
0: a lot to be said for the time-tested material and stuff. So
1: Yeah. So, anyways, I, I just want to focus on what I like. And and if it's I'm not liking it, I want to get better at just, you know, snip it away. Get rid of it.
0: I need to find a better way of, of how I put my order together to do a better job of, of having a lot of stuff I'm just really exciting to have, excited to have read than just a, yeah, some of this was okay and some of it, you know, I want to get rid of the why did I get these items.
1: Yeah, and you, and you feel it and I feel it
0: too. <laughs> Easy to say, hard to do. Very, very. <laughs> so, anything else? No, I feel like that does it for me. Cool. Recording clips for the Preview Spotlight episodes is easy, and we've got an open submission policy for these episodes. Please send in clips to support the comics you love as often as you can. If you'd like to get email reminders for the Preview Spotlight episodes, you can join the emailing list on the main page of the comicpage.com website. The deadline is typically the second Saturday of the month at 9 a.m. Check the main page of the website for more information and the exact deadline for the next Preview Spotlight.